0: hello everybody and welcome back to the ike program here's a picture of the other person in the room hi ike <laughs> oh misty i didn't see you there
1: oh hi yeah that's weird because i've been sitting here all day
0: that's true it has been all day at the time that you're listening to this mm-hmm. uh misty and i are currently on the road in fabulous las vegas we are to
1: fabulous las vegas
0: fabulous las vegas
1: you know, to spread good cheer and tidings of the Misty Nike show to other places.
0: Right. Yeah. And because it's our executive producer's birthday and we kind of have to go. Yes. Yep.
1: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Doo, 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 doo. Happy
0: birthday to you. Oh, shit. Okay.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Um, what do you want to talk about today?
1: <clears throat> I think you're going to be really excited.
0: I'm always excited.
1: I want to talk about Star Trek.
0: That's what's
1: up. I knew you were going to be excited. Beat
0: beam me up, Scotty. Like we're going to talk about Chris are Pine we, uh, and
1: William Shatner and Patrick Stewart.
0: Are we? I'm having a technical thing. Are <laughs> we? Are we? Um, are we starting old school and going new school?
1: If that's what you want to do, we're going to. This is all you. Like we're going to do this any way that you want to do this.
0: Well, uh, this is going to be my favorite day, and we'll get right into more Star Trek right after the intro.
1: April Fools! We're not talking about Star Trek.
0: Thanks for watching, everybody.
1: <laughs> I'm Misty. And I'm Ike. For the next 15 minutes,
0: we're going to debate pop culture.
1: My background's in music.
0: My background's in film. I know the topics beforehand. And I don't.
1: We check the internet for the facts.
0: And ruin it with opinions. From
1: pop rocks in your lunchbox.
0: To Happy Meal toys and swatch clocks. So it is. It's April Fool's. It is. And you got me.
1: I did. I gotcha. I figured that I was going to come in today and like my chair would fall apart when I sat in it or something ridiculous.
0: Well, uh, the day is not over. Oh, great. And I don't know if you guys have seen the pranks we've been pulling on each other on our Instagram reels. (laughs) But I've got a doozy planned.
1: Oh, good. Glad to hear that. Isaac likes to get on the microphone that he has set up in here and yell at me.
0: I'm practicing to become a comedian. Hmm. A, a funny man, perhaps.
1: Well, the ones I get you when you're singing, dancing at your desk, I'm practicing to be
0: a comedian, too. I okay. have joy in my heart. You
1: do. And you love a wide variety of musics.
0: Indeed all the music indeed i do which uh, this is kind of our holiday april fool's just pranking on each other kind of is (laughs) what do you know the origin uh is that what you got pulled up there on your computator
1: actually no um because no one knows the origin oh it uh i do have an article the wikipedia because you know wikipedia is the truth
0: the truth april fools um (laughs) (laughs) oh you're being um, yeah okay
1: so, I mean, there's not really one origin that it's tied down to. There's all kinds of different ideas. So, I mean, the, the largest one is that it comes from uh, the great land of the UK. Okay. And it comes from the Canterbury Tales, which... Uh,
0: is it pronounced Chaucer's? Chaucer. Chaucer's?
1: Chaucer. Um, he wrote a line that people took to mean the 32nd of March. Which is actually April 1st. That's
0: hilarious. Right. If anybody asks me what day it is today, I'm going to say, it's March
1: 32nd. <laughs> right. So, um, a lot of scholars believe that he did not actually write that, that it was an error. And that... Um,
0: is this on your wiki? Can I show, it, the, it show is. the folks?
1: It says, the passage would have originally meant 32 days after March, meaning May 2nd. <laughs> 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 That's so, hilarious There's some confusion there yeah. And then there's also a, a thing from France That a French poet Referred to a poisoned April Which means also April's fool And April's fish
0: Which oh. is a certain time Of
1: celebrating in France
0: April, Happy April's fish everybody Right <laughs>
1: so and then there's a whole story for the netherlands and just everywhere has their own like this is why we do it there is only one place though in the entire world that it's a public holiday ireland no it's a city in the ukraine named odessa and april 1st is an official city holiday in that city
0: do you have a map of odessa
1: (laughs) I don't. Okay. But here, hold please. I thought
0: Odessa was in Texas.
1: It is. That's definitely one Odessa. There is also Odessa, Ukraine.
0: Um, I've got, I think, a list of top 100 April Fool's Day hoaxes of all time.
1: <laughs> Tell me some of them. I want to know these. Let's see if any of them are any good. I bet good. they're good.
0: Um, number one. Uh-huh. In... April 1st, 1957. Let's go ahead and show the folks at home. Oh, if you're just listening, guys, we now show our computer screens on the video portion. So you're going to hear us like point to stuff. I'm like, hey, look at this, everybody. Uh, We'll try and be as descriptive as we can to audio friends. Um, All the more reason to go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Let's see here. The Swiss spaghetti harvest. In 1957, the respected BBC news show Panorama announced that, thanks to a very mild winter, and the virtual elimination of the dreaded spaghetti weevil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know what that is.
1: A weevil's a bug that used to, like, infest crops and ruin crops. Okay. So they're trying to say there was a spaghetti weevil (laughs) that was eating the spaghetti crops.
0: Swiss farmers were enjoying a bumper spaghetti crop. It accompanied this announcement with footage of Swiss peasants pulling strands (laughs) of spaghetti down from trees... (laughs) Huge number of viewers were taken in. Many called the BBC wanting to know how they could grow their own spaghetti tree.
1: Oh my god! Why is this so funny to me? Like,
0: uh, hello, hello, uh, BBC. Can yes. I
1: get some spaghetti seeds?
0: I uh, yes. <laughs> I would like twenty five of your finest spaghetti trees, please.
1: That's so stupid.
0: We got ninety nine more to go.
1: Oh my god! Okay, woo. Good one, BBC. You want another one? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Instant color TV. What? Here we Go. Um, 1962. Sweden's SVT brought their technical expert Kajel Stenson onto the news to inform the public that thanks to new technology, viewers could convert their existing sets to display color receptions. <laughs> Stupid. At the time, there were only there was only one TV channel in Switz in Sweden and it broadcast in black and white. So this was big news. Stenson explained that all viewers had to do was pull pull a nylon stocking over their TV screen and the mesh would cause the light to bend in such a way that it would appear as if the image was in color. He proceeded to demonstrate the process. Thousands of people were taken in. Many Swedes today still report remembering their fathers rushing through the house trying to find stockings to place over the TV set. Regular color broadcasts only commenced in Sweden April 1st, 1970. That well, was eight years later.
1: Bless their hearts for being able to pull off a joke that was so simple. Like everyone right. at that point had a right. stocking in their house. And, the, yeah, you right. know, uh, so it was like, hey, men, go get your wife's stockings and pull them mm. over the TV.
0: Well, we could do something similar.
1: <laughs> we could pull it over the cameras.
0: We're in color. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch us in black <laughs> and white, you can put, you put a stocking over your TV. <laughs> it's so stupid. Instant. Oh, watch this. Check this out. You ready? Uh, yeah, Instant ready. Instant black and white Misty and Ike. Go.
1: Look at Whoa.
0: that. We put stockings over yeah. it. Yeah. If you, Amazing. we just cut to like us having stockings over, over our, our heads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we go back to color?
1: Yeah, I think so. Got a snap. One, two, three.
0: <laughs> wow. I got to remember to edit that part.
1: It would be a lot funnier if you do. Right. <laughs>
0: Be if if be you don't, it's going to be like, uh, what? Do you have more uh, facts?
1: Well, I just, <laughs> this is not it does kind of have to do with April Fools, but like in going through the history of April Fools in the UK, um, it, the ending of the Wikipedia ends with going through and giving words that are the same as fool. And I, <laughs> so you can not only yell April Fool. You can yell April Noodle or April Gob. April Noodle. Or April Gobby. Or April Naughty. Ooh. N O D D Y. I probably said that wrong.
0: I would be, if naughty? I'm, if I knew somebody named April, April I'd be Noodle. Like, What's up, April? You naughty. Oh
1: God. Don't talk to me like that ever again. Oh. Uh,
0: I got another good one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. This one goes out to our uh, good friend, Nick Pyatt, producer Nick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nick Pyatt. Nick Pyatt. Let me blow this up for the folks at home here. The Taco Liberty Bell.
1: What? In
0: 1996, the Taco Bell Corporation took out a full page ad that appeared in six major newspapers announcing that it had bought the Liberty Bell (laughs) and was renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. (laughs) Hundreds of outraged citizens called the National Historic Park in Philadelphia, where the bell was housed, <laughs> to express their anger. Their nerves were only calmed when Taco Bell revealed a few hours later that was all a practical joke. The best line of the day came when White House Press Secretary Mike McCurry was asked about the sale. Thinking on his feet, he responded that the Lincoln Memorial had also been sold. It would now be known as the Ford Lincoln Mercury <laughs> Memorial.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Dude, Mike McCurry.
1: Mike McCurry What's on up? it. Dude. Wait, who was he the press secretary for? What year was that?
0: That was 1996. So you're talking about your boy Bill Clinton. Yeah,
1: Bill. Cl- yeah. Of course, he'd have a good, fast thinking press secretary. Yep,
0: yep, that's right. Of course, he did. Wow. I got a man played the saxophone I got a hundred of them I could keep going Okay
1: well let me tell you um, I'm just going to give you like What the traditions are in certain places Okay Um, I'll intersperse those into your stories Because these stories are gold Yeah Um, In Ireland It's traditional to entrust your victim With an important letter This is a very very important letter Isaac your name Mm. is on the front of it You are the only one that can open this It is very important
0: Oh I know where this is going
1: the person then opens the letter mm-hmm. and then has to pass it on to someone else, and it just continues. The Wait, letter, does... when opened, contained says, "Send this letter on to another fool."
0: <laughs> I would fall for that. You would, but do so you would I. do you rewrite? You scratch your name off and put somebody else's yeah, name on the envelope. I would
1: put it in a different envelope to make it fresh
0: and realistic. Well, then you would you would see what it said.
1: You do see what it says, and then you give it to the next person.
0: Here's what I think. I think hmm. we should do this to someone. Okay. Uh, while we're in Vegas. Oh, okay. We should present Jeremy with something. Yes. Our executive Very producer, Jeremy Robinson. It's his birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we should go absolutely do not open this. No you matter, can't open this. Do, if you, no you open this, what, really, really bad things will happen. If you open this before you get home from <laughs> Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. many bad things will happen. Yeah. And then when he opens it, it goes. I knew it.
1: I fucking hate you guys. April Fools. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. That's that. what we're doing. Yeah. Because yeah. he won't. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this on the plane. He probably won't. He won't. Uh, do you want to know another one? I do. All right.
1: <laughs> like these are great. I think
0: I think this ought to be kind of funny for our math folks out there. Alabama changes the value of pi. Pi is Ugh. the cir- the something about circles. It's like the cir-
1: circumference of a circle. Yeah, right?
0: sort of. Uh, in April 1998 issue of the New Mexicans for Science and Reason newsletter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that, that's a really widely circulated one.
0: Yep. Uh, contained an article <laughs> claiming that the Alabama state legislator had voted to change the value of, of the mathematical constant pi from 1.14159 to the biblical value of 3.0. Soon the article made its way onto the internet, and then it rapidly spread around the world, forwarded by email. It only became apparent by, uh, how far the article had spread when the Alabama legislature began receiving hundreds of calls from people protesting the legislation. The original article, which was intended as a parody of legislative attempts to circumscribe the teaching of evolution, was written by physicist Mark Boslaw. Bob, 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 Bob. Bob.
1: Well, in further Misty Hating Math, I didn't think that was very funny. Yeah. That one definitely was no spaghetti farm. Okay.
0: Spaghetti farm is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let me tell you what they do in Spanish speaking countries. Okay. They have Dia de los Santos Innocentes. I didn't say that right. Basically, it means Holy Innocence Day, which I think is really cute. It's very pretty and Mm. poetic um, because you play jokes on people that are innocent. Um, it's very similar to April Fool's Day, but it's celebrated in late December, like after Christmas. Oh. So 27th, 28th, or 29th, depending upon location. So you give them gifts on Christmas, and then you play pranks on them right after. Yeah. I like that.
0: I, uh, I have another food-based one.
1: Okay. Those are funny.
0: So much like the, uh, Taco Liberty Bell, (laughs) may I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the left-handed Whopper. 1998, Burger King published a full-page advertisement in USA Today announcing the introduction of a new item on their menu, a left-handed Whopper.
1: Stupid! (laughs)
0: Specially designed for the 32 million left-handed Americans. (laughs) According to the advertisement, the new Whopper included the same ingredients as the original Whopper, lettuce, tomato, hamburger, patty, etc., but all the condiments were rotated 180 degrees for the benefit (laughs) of the left-handed customer. The following day, Burger King (laughs) issued... A (laughs) follow-up release revealing that although the left-handed Whopper was a hoax, thousands of customers had gone into restaurants to request the new sandwich. Simultaneously, according to the press release, many others requested their own right-handed version. Well,
1: oh. Are people really that dumb?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you... It's a
1: circle. You can rotate it any direction. Oh.
0: Left-handed products are various (sighs) kinds, are actually an old joke on April 1st, but Burger King's announcement quickly became by far the most famous version of the joke.
1: It's pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's pretty good.
0: I'm going to do left-handed jokes all day today.
1: But I'm not left-handed.
0: I know, but I'm going to be like, hey, you can't, that's the left-handed door. You got to use the right-handed door. All right. Oh, I have to do this one because it's got my name in it. Okay. The predictions of Isaac Bickerstaff. Bickerstaff. Do you know Bickerstaff?
1: He was a London astrologer.
0: Are you reading off of the screen right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Am I looking at the screen right now? Yeah. No, I'm not.
0: Okay. Uh, Bickerstaff published an almanac in which he predicted the death by fever of the famous rival astrologer John Partridge. (laughs) 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 Uh, Dude, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take an ad out in the paper predicting your death. I know you are. Yeah.
1: I know you are.
0: Yeah. It goes on to say... Partridge <laughs> indignantly denied the prediction, but on March 30th, Bickerstaff released a pamphlet announcing that he had been correct.
1: Oh my God, he just said the guy died? Partridge was he dead.
0: It took a day for the news to settle in, but soon everyone had heard of the astrologers, astrologer's demise. And so on April 1st, the joke came to full fruition when Partridge was woken by a sexton outside his window Wanting to know if there were any orders for his oh. funeral sermon. <laughs> <laughs> as hard as he tried, Patridge couldn't convince people that he wasn't dead. Bickerstaff, it turned out, was a pseudonym for the satirist Jonathan Swift. His Tory prank, oh, that's a $10 word.
1: Protagonistatory. <laughs> yep, <yeah>,
0: protagonisticatory <laughs> prank worked so well that Partridge was eventually <clears throat> forced to stop publishing almanacs. Unable to shake his reputation as a man whose death had been foretold.
1: Wow. that yeah. That is a good one.
0: Yeah. Damn. That's how they can backfire on you, though.
1: If you put that shit in Variety or Hollywood Insider or Deadline or something that I died, I'm going to come back to kill you. Just okay. so you know. Fair point. Okay.
0: I'm trying to find one. We're way over time. i got to find one last one. Okay. I'll let you pick out of a few. Drunk driving on the internet. Flying penguins. Hawaiian tax refund. Texas honors the Boston Strangler. That
1: one. That one. Or, yeah, okay, that one. Yep.
0: All right, here we go. Texas honors the Boston Strangler. April 1st, 1971, the Texas House of Representatives unanimously passed a resolution honoring Albert DeSalvo, (laughs) noting that he had been officially recognized by the state of Massachusetts for his noted activities and unconventional (laughs) techniques involving population control and applied physiology. Psychology, excuse me. The Texas oh. politicians were embarrassed when it was later revealed to them that DeSavo was better known as the Boston Strangler. <laughs> he had confessed to killing 13 women. The resolution had been submitted by Representatives Tom Moore and Lane Denton, who said they did it to demonstrate that no one reads these bills or resolutions.
1: You know what? They had a point. Wow. They really did.
0: Well, in honor of the Boston Strangler... That's, Thank you for watching yeah. everybody. Go play all the April Fool's jokes. Let all us of them. let us know in the comments your favorite April Fool's joke yeah. of all time, what you did to your older brother or sister. And since it's not Friday
1: We'll see you tomorrow.